Hello everybody and welcome to episode 8 of Confessions of a Letting Agent. So, so far, just to recap, we've talked about the market over the last few episodes. We talked about the legal uh, situation, the legal updates over the last few episodes. What we're going to move into now um, is we're going to talk about investment and properties and, and where where the best investment properties can be found, what mistakes. And we're going to have different guests on over the next sort of six to eight weeks on. Today's is called actually the potential pitfalls of buying investment property. And today we have a special guest on, uh, Graeme O'Neill. Um, Graeme, do you want to just introduce yourself and tell us a bit about what what you do at uh, My Property Box? Yes, certainly. Glad to be here again, Ben. <laughs> Thank you very much. So basically, I've been a landlord in the Darlington area for the last 20 years. Um, 20 yeah. years as a landlord in Downsville. Yeah, yeah, I know, a long time. So, so, so guys, just so you know the background of Graham. so um, me and Graham have been friends for quite a lot of years, and uh, he's, um, he started off, uh, we started off as friends, then he became a client of ours, and now he actually works at my property box. Um, but yeah, over to you, Graham. you've been a landlord for 20 years. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And after years and years of badgering from Ben, I eventually... <laughs> bit the bullet and came over fully managed got, fully managed yeah got a few properties now um, and still have to this to this day so take us back 20 years ago at the start how old were, how old were you and how did you get your first property so a bit of a sad story in a way because i was a bit lucky getting in, getting um, initially onto the property ladder uh, i lost my mum when i was 12 years old so i had a little pot not a lot only I don't know, in relative terms, 20 or 30,000. Right. Luckily, when I was 17, 18, when I had access to this money, I didn't go wild and blow it like many a teenager might. And properties were quite cheap, so I managed to get myself on the property ladder. So going back to then, who did you did you have a friend, family, or somebody that you thought, or, or someone said, Graham, you want it? Because 17, 18-year-old, 20 grand, anyone else is going to go and buy a car or go on holiday or do something, what made you, what were the light bulb moment that you thought, do you know what, I'm going to stick this into a property? The light bulb moment was, do I want to sleep on a park bench or shall I get on the property ladder? Right, okay. <laughs> Things weren't great at home. Um, Fair enough, okay. I was living with my uncle and obviously when you come to that age, 18, 19 year old, naturally you want your own space. So at that time I managed to get myself a little two bed apartment in the centre of Darlington. I think it was... Um, £24,000 wow. so I managed to buy that outright at a time when the properties were really cheap and what year was this then? that was uh, that'll be 76 1996 yeah wow. wow that is right okay yeah yeah so there, there was a bit of a crash then wasn't there yeah okay so you got the two bed apartment and you moved that into yourself or you rented out yeah yeah so the story with that one was I moved into that property, had a little full-time job in town, just in sales, and not long after that, actually, I managed to secure my second property, because downstairs there was a little one-bedroom flat. The property prices went up a little bit, which gave me a little bit of equity in this first property, which I used to start the ball rolling. And I managed to buy another flat. Again, property prices are still relatively cheap, as they always are in Darlington. I managed to get that one for £16,000. Wow, and how old were you? This Were you 20, 21 by this so, time? So yeah, early 20s for that. Wow. 
And, and did someone, again, was there someone influential where you thought, you know, getting these properties is a good investment or was it just you? No, no, just, I guess I was in the right place at the right time and my neighbours wanted to sell, so. Right. Yeah, I gave wow. them a little bit of an offer and luckily enough they took it. So you got that second property at 20, 21 year old and, and rented it out, I presume? And rented it out straight away, yeah. It was wow. a no-brainer, a property for 16 grand. Wow. Bringing in, I don't know, what was it at the time, £300 a month rent or something like that. Wow, okay. Yeah, easy and then, one. And then, and then what happened then? Another one in a couple of years or what? So then, I can't remember, when did, what years did the prices start to rise? In 2006, 2005, 2006 was the real big clan. So I think that was when I made my next move. So these two apartments which I had and I was living in one of them, they grew the, yeah, the value grew through the roof and I could see the potential to remortgage and use a bit of the equity or gain there. Um, wow. And obviously living in an apartment, like a lot of people can relate to, you, you eventually crave for a bit of an outdoor space or, or a house. Yeah. So that, that that's basically what happened to me. So what I did, I, um, I had all this equity, so I, again, I, I used that to purchase a house for myself. Wow. So all the time, as the equity was growing. Yeah. So um, you were just leveraging then, you were getting your next property, yeah. taking the money out and leveraging to, to your next one. Exactly. Which is, which is a massive lesson in property, isn't it? Because, you know, a lot of landlords listening to this now, you know, and I know everyone's got different mindsets and you talk about good debt and bad debt, but you know, some, you know, maybe less experienced investors landlord will get in that mindset. They want to pay the mortgage off as quickly as possible, yeah. you know, and, and you can't grow a portfolio successfully doing it that way, obviously, which you've, you've no, demonstrated. I mean, luckily enough, there were some crazy uh, price rises over the years in what, 2006, 2007. But that's not always the case. As we can see now, the market's quite stagnant as far as like the asking prices go. Yeah. Um, but that's not to say you can't, yeah, you can't refinance. Because if you've got a capital, uh, if you're paying the capital off on a mortgage, obviously you're always going to have a bit of equity, equity to play with there. Yeah. So, so just going back, so you got your, so you got your two flats. You bought your third house, and then after that, did it just every year? Just snowballed. Added one on. Yeah, snowballed. I had, right. I had a capital repayment mortgages. Right. Okay. So luckily, I was just, I've just been over the years, I've just been chipping away. Right. Okay. Um, yeah, these mortgages. Yeah, and then today you've got you've got quite a number of properties, and and you've also um, when we we got you over the line for for um, fully managed day, Graham. I think it was three years ago now or two years ago. That, that one of the first HMOs I've the, one of the first nice um, working class HMOs I've seen. Yeah. And um, do you want to just tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, that was a funny one to be honest. That that was a bit. Of, I'm a, a bit of an accidental HMO landlord to be honest. I managed to have a bit of a bad luck with a house fire, or a ten, one of my tenants did. Right. And my, uh, for one reason or another, I won't delve right into it, but basically I didn't have insurance. It had lapsed and I didn't realise. Oh, wow. So, wow. That yeah. is a lesson. Yeah. Wow. Uh, it's, a, it's a massive lesson I learned. Which, but. Co which cost me the best part of 20, 30 grand to put right. Okay. Um, but on the back of that, it's absolutely on the back of that, yeah. It's yeah, it's an absolute blessing, really, because that was a single let property with not fantastic returns, um, but it had a perfect floor plan, floor plan, which lends itself to being a HMO. So I, I took that opportunity when I was doing the rebuild with putting new doors on and skimming it out again and refitting the kitchens and bathrooms to turn it into a four bed HMO. 
So what what were you getting for? If you don't, I mean, we'll probably do another podcast on HMOs because it's a massive subject just in itself. But just for the, uh, the the people listening to this now, so what were you getting on rental for a single let, and what are you getting now as a HMO? So for example, that house there, that was only bringing in, I think it was about five hundred pounds a month. Okay. The house itself only stood me at uh, fifty five thousand. So yeah, not bad returns as a single let. But now as a HMO. The rooms in that are commanding three hundred and seventy-five each. Three per room. Per room, yeah. Wow. Yeah, so not and you've got four or five rooms there. Yeah, yeah. So that's what's that fifteen hundred pounds wow. a month. That is unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. So what what a turnaround then? What a turnaround and yeah, guys. What we'll do is we'll we'll do a full full podcast on HMOs because it is a, is a a large section to talk about. But yeah, Graham, that's that's fantastic. And now in even recent times since you've come on from there, obviously. Now you're here at my property box, which we'll talk about in a minute, but you've also got a few projects going on yourself as well, haven't you? You're still still building that portfolio, that passive income. Yeah, yeah. So I've got a mixture of single lets and I'm just refurbishing another HMO actually, which I'm doing to a really high spec, so that'll stand out. Um, hope to do a little case study, which we can present later down the line as well, once that's all up and running. Right, okay. Yeah. Brilliant. Um, And then obviously... Going to obviously you're coming on board of my property box working for us. Has it obviously it spurred you on even more um, since you've been here? Because obviously you started as a negotiator, now you're the investment manager, which we'll talk about in a minute. So what you've seen now over the last two years since you've been here has that spurred you on even more for for investors and landlords listening to this now to get you know to, to to keep going with the property side of things. Yeah, oh definitely. I mean you can see what's going on on the ground in my position as a lettings negotiator earlier. Um, you can see what all the landlords are up to, uh, what the competition is, if you like. <laughs> you can see when you're doing the viewings what what people want, basically, what to look for. I can see what's uh, slow getting let out. I can see what lets out straight away. So I, I can take all this on board and obviously advise people as well in that respect. That's brilliant. And then what have you noticed, would you say, in the last two years, talking about standards, for example, and other things, what, have you know- what, what do people want generally? Is it... Is it a better standard or what would you say if you were advising a landlord who's just starting out? Definitely. I mean, as we see more and more landlords coming into this marketplace, we see more and more competition, basically. Um, So I think you've got to raise the bar when it comes to the standard of accommodation, what you can offer um, prospective tenants. So I'd always go as high as possible. I know that's, that's not great initially for your wallet but believe me in the long term it is good for your wallet if you do spend that little bit more when you are considering everything from the the paintwork to the light switches honestly all the fixtures and fittings you you just got to really raise the bar to make your property stand out i agree absolutely that's a nugget right there if you're listening to it when you're refurbing a property yeah as graham says go the extra mile do not put the cheapest door handles in and the cheapest um you know, light fittings in, you know, go the extra mile. And like Graham says, it do, you do feel it at the start. And if you're just starting off, it is a little bit of a leap of faith. But like, like Graham says, you know, you won't have an empty property and you will let it, you'll let it faster, you'll get a higher rent. And um, yeah, it, it's definitely a, a, a gold nugget there to, to, to refurb it to, to a decent standard. I'll tell, I'll tell you why, I'll just butt in there as well. Yeah. I, I, think, I think we've seen the standard of tenant increase as well yeah now there's a lot of people 
who who years ago might have been able to easily get a mortgage but now we can see for, for a lot of people it's very very hard to get on the property ladder they they still them people they still want high standards of living so yeah that, that that's one reason why to do things to a high yeah. standard because there is good quality tenants out there and you, equally, like I've just mentioned, you, you can get higher rents as well, can't you? You know, if you're yeah. a bodger landlord, you'll get a low rent. But if you get, if you, if you know, if you're a good landlord that spends reasonable, good quality, you will get a higher rent as well, yeah. won't you? Yeah, you'll always get that money back, definitely. Um, so going to um, obviously now, Graham, you've come on here, and now you're doing. We're actually doing property sourcing and deal packaging for landlords and investors. Um, what what do you look for personally when you're buying a property, and what do you advise to sort of new investors when you're looking for property? Um, you know, and what's going through my head just to give you some examples is you know don't go for the cheapest twenty grand house in like you know um, a, a poor area in the northeast. It's not always you know the cheapest property, is it? What what do you look for, Graham? I mean, if I was a new landlord, I wouldn't go taking on huge refurb projects to begin with. To begin with, yeah, definitely because. Obviously, sometimes they never go. They never go to plan. Um, you might not have such a fantastic power team around you. In a power team, when I say a power team, I mean your builders, your decorators, just your tradesmen in general, really. Um, so I think, I mean, to get on the ladder, just to go for a good quality property um, where the decor might be a little bit dirty, it might need a bit of titivating with the paintwork and things like that, and maybe some new carpets, but. Yeah, don't go headfirst into a full-on refurb for your first one. That's for, that's for sure. So what you're saying is, yeah, get get, get a reasonable one to begin to build your confidence and, and exactly get. Do you think you a few single lets perhaps under your belt, and then maybe you know later on you can start thinking about you know yeah. higher revenue properties. Exactly, it's, it's definitely a case of building your confidence. I mean, I'll give you an example as well of, of that and the insight this job's given me. All my properties are actually in Darlington because I thought, right, I'll stick with Darlington. It's the t it's the town I know. I don't know enough about any anywhere else. But obviously, since starting this job, I can and covering the whole area. I can see what's going on the ground. So I've actually recently delved into my first purchase out of town. And to be honest, if I didn't have that confidence, I would never have done it. And it's it's paid off really well with a yeah, yeah. cracking little investment there. And that one actually just. Talking about that one, Graham, which, which which I know about as well, is um, actually near the, the one of the new Amazon sites in the northeast. Yeah, How, that's take that's really flown for Darlington, Durham, and the northeast, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah. So for those that, people that don't know, um, Amazon's recently come to Darlington, and, and it's had a massive effect on the sales and the rental market. It's driven the sale um, sales and rentals through the roof, price wise, uh, rental wise, for example properties which well I'll give you an example actually I've got a property in Darlington a single let where I was getting 475 a month just 12 months ago okay I've managed to put that um, that rent up on that to about 600 pound a month wow so that's a 125 pound rent increase well I didn't even know that wow, in, that's in, a, yeah, wow. in the space of 12 months wow because of the demand so high. Because of the demand because I, the Am I call it the Amazon effect the Amazon effect yeah yeah, yeah. It's, it's crackers yeah and um, obviously, I know when we worked, um, when we were letting properties in lockdown um, through videos, weren't we, and within the guidelines, etc. Yeah. We, we were letting them a lot of them to Amazon, weren't we? Like 50, yeah. 60 percent, and it was driving prices up. It was the demand was through the roof. People were snapping properties up, 
just from these WhatsApp videos I was sending without even viewing in person. Obviously, we couldn't view in person anyway during the lockdown, but yeah, people are snapping up properties left, right, and centre. Yeah, it's busy. So yeah, if if you've got an Amazon site, if you're a landlord that's not from the northeast, listening to this, and you're anywhere in the country, and there's plans to build an Amazon near you. Then uh, yeah, start yeah, looking at some of the properties. Start looking at properties around there because uh, you really, you really can't go wrong with this. Um, so also, I just want to talk a little bit about contractors. You touched on it before, like how important if you if you if if you if it does need a light refurb or it does need a full refurb or just some work, how important is it um, to find good contractors? And how would you advise a new landlord, you know, to look for new contractors? Is there any tips you can give for that? Recommendations, I think recommendations is, is, is key. Yeah. Um, and when you are pricing up refurbs, the detail is so important because what you don't want is to have a, is to guesstimate basically, because you'll see those figures creeping up, creeping up, creeping up, and what initially looked like a good investment um, in the beginning might turn out to be a bit of a nightmare if you see, and those figures that you had in mind, suddenly won't won't stack up so yeah get those figures bang on get your get your plans detailed to a t and stick with it and uh, grim's obviously saying yeah recommendations are, are key and if you're thinking well who can i get recommendations off what i would say is you know look at the local property networking groups and um, you've got the likes of pin uh, ppn um, yeah. You've got a uh, Blue Bricks magazine in the north. In the north, the property um, thing. The property thing in Darlington. Yeah. Um, you know, go on groups. You know, add on Facebook and, and network, and just ask for recommendations off fellow landlords. And you'll find most landlords now, certainly the, the modern landlord, I would I would say, is definitely share like like Graham is today, happy to share information yeah. and help other people. There is good people out there. Um, so so yeah, um, it's good. It, it's important to find find good contractors so just finally Graham just to summarize how do you think the market's gonna go over the next sort of six twelve months hopefully we'll be out out of COVID by sort of Easter time do you think the property market is going to continue to grow what what's your, what's your thoughts and outlook um, I think in this area I think it's it's buoyant and I can't see it stopping anytime soon when, when we look at the local press and media we see massive things happening still I mean around here we've got the Darlington Amazon which has opened up in the last six months we have, that's yes. fully operational yeah the Durham one at Bowburn yeah. that's now fully operational and employing over 3,000 people there's another one I've, I know that's opening at Washington Gate said I think they're doing the foundations for that now and in, in the last couple of weeks there's another one being announced actually in Teesside that's right wow so Wynyard just near Stockton there yeah. so yeah, yeah. Massive things happening around, yeah. So you you think on the back of that, you know, the property market's not going to slow down. It's especially around here. I just think it's just going to keep going. I just can't see it any any time soon. Yeah, yeah. Fair enough. No, it's good. That's good news for for for, for landlords and investors listening to this that are either wanting to grow the portfolio or, or um or um you know wanting to to get on the market for the first time. So. Uh, couple of things just to finish Graham um, so um, you know obviously you've given a lot of fantastic advice out there but you know if your landlord listens to this and you want to speak to Graham um, what can you do to help them if they did you know uh, require help from you or, or service from us well I, yeah I can <clears throat> tap into my own knowledge based I, I mean obviously I'm dealing with landlords and investors on a, on, a, on a daily basis I can see what's happening on the ground and what's about to happen in this area keep an eye on the obviously the local media 
um, I can see the traditional good areas and the, the not so great areas um, yeah and I can have advise the people accordingly we've got quite a good team now in place with solicitors uh, yeah builders tradesmen fantastic accountants you name it insurers we can help people out right across the board and obviously at the end of all that <laughs> what would be ideal is if, if I can source you a nice property and when then we go on to uh, manage it that's the that would be it that would yeah. be the icing on the cake really yeah so, it's so, our so neck on the line isn't it really? it is definitely you're right you're right so finally finished Graham just just I say it is confessions of a letting agent after all can you give us a funny story something that you've seen over the last 20 years as a landlord or during a letting agent that you've seen that's either made you laugh or you has opened your eyes because in this job there's never a dull moment I think you'll oh, agree there's always something new but what what one what one thing comes to mind for you which is a, is a good one every day is different isn't it yeah just before I um, whilst I was a lettings negotiator I was at a a HMO property in Hartlepool actually um, yeah so basically I had this viewing luckily I mean I tried to turn up for my viewings 10 minutes early so I, I, I walked in anyway and I knew there was only one tenant living there at the time in this big four or five bedroom HMO I went up the stairs I thought, there was a light I thought Coming in, coming in from one of these rooms up the stairs. Oh, this guy's having it. He's got he's, he's got a sunbed in one of these rooms here. <laughs> so I thought, give him a knock, give him a knock. Anyway, no answer, no answer. Oh, that's not that's not a blooming sunbed. Anyway, I opened this door. He's only gone and got a blooming weed farm on the door. Oh god. Yeah, I thought that might be coming there. Honestly. Oh dear. So yeah, that was a bit of an embarrassing moment. Yeah, I think we've we've had a couple of them over the years. It's 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 part and parcel of the. Uh, of being a letting agent or a landlord, unfortunately, but yeah, oh dear, well, uh, yeah. yeah, oh well, it would have been better if it was a sunbed, but uh, never mind, never I mind. <laughs> right, uh, thank you, thanks to Graeme um, for your time today, and uh, thank you for listening, um, guys. And over the next, as I say, um, six weeks or so, we'll be looking at more investment um, areas of, 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 of discussions. And, and we'll be having some other special guests on. So um, thanks for listening, guys. Okay. Thanks for having me. <laughs>